Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David's going to produce today on this gorgeous day here in Gainesville. A final show of the week. So let's talk some sports today. Lots to talk about, too. Billy Napier uh, had his press conference today uh, as the Gators get set to uh, continue practices and go out to Vegas a week from Saturday. Uh, Not much in the way of information. However, officially, officially, Jack Miller is going to be the starting quarterback in the game that was uh, announced by coach. There are some players currently in the portal, although not specified, that will still play in this game. Yeah, or be on the roster for the game. He didn't specify how many or who. A couple of more players officially entering today, officially. Dewan Black, Summerall, uh, who had announced their intentions, but they officially uh, go in today. And he did say that there would be enough players. Uh, he said, you know, there are certain positions that, you know, a little thin, but he said overall, you know, he said looking forward to going out and playing. And uh, there was w- actually one question. He was asked about Oregon State, and he gave them high praise. Um, and they should. They're good. They're a good team. So that, I mean, that's really the drift of what he said today. Gator basketball. Three things stuck out to that game to me last night. I want to get your thoughts. One, UConn's really good. <laughs> They're really, really good. Two, I thought Florida's effort last night was better. The outcome wasn't good, but I thought their effort was good. They were just beaten by a much better team. And one of the reasons why Florida's not a blue blood as a basketball program, <clears throat> Florida's now 22 and 62 against AP top five opponents. 22 wins, 62 losses. Five and 18 in regular season non-conference play. Good game for Kugel last night, career high for him. But uh, tough night shooting the basketball. And congratulations to Colin Castleton. He's now past the 1,000 scoring uh, career plateau for the Gators. Um, so good for him. So we'll get your thoughts on the game. By the way, uh, Osiris Torrance and Ethan White uh, got some AP All-SEC honors. You heard the other day there was only one Gator on the first two teams. Torrance, the first team, White making the second team in the AP. So I wanted to throw that out there. All right. Call us up. Talk a little sports. Want to hear from you. Your thoughts on the game last night. 
football. Oh, and Napier was also asked about Anthony Richardson today. And he was very complimentary of him, uh, you know, talking about the reasons why he left. So that was good. Aaron says, UF just outmatched against UConn. Coach Colin's got a lot of things he can take out of the game and work toward improving on. Uh, I know I expect more and better. I sure miss the Billy Donovan days. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that. I don't want to say that's what's wrong with, with that thinking, but again, you take any program, just about just about any program, right? And you're going to have highs and lows. And it's okay to miss the glory days, right, as Springsteen says. But that's what makes them special because they just don't plop off the tree all the time. It makes those special times that much more special. Austin, hello. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, just uh, I had a couple thoughts on the game, and then I wanted to ditch your thoughts on something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, for the game last night, you know, I thought that, you know, like you said, we gave a good effort, um, you know, and I I just thought we were kind of outmanned at the center position. You know, I mean, Castleton's really good, but they had a really good uh, – or two really good uh, big men that were kind of, you know, giving Castleton a hard time last night. And, you know, I did you notice that they sort of – that UConn kind of – like, they, they wouldn't let us get into our offensive sets. And, like, I thought that they really did a good job of getting their offense set. But I thought that was probably the biggest difference. Like, their shots looked really smooth, but ours looked kind of, like, you know, forced almost. Well, I thought, especially inside, that UConn's length really hurt Castleton and really hurt Florida. Um, and Castleton kind of said that after the game, that he was very complimentary of their big men for moving their feet, uh, and he just didn't get as many good looks because they played good defense on him. And, you know, sometimes that's going to happen. Right, I agree. But, you know, I mean, it's still early on in the season. We still have a lot to play for. And uh, the two questions for you, and I'll take it off the air. Um, what uh, do you feel more positive about the direction of the football program or the basketball program? Thank you, Stephen Dodators. Okay, thank you. Well, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know that I feel more positive about either of them. And here's why. We've played almost an entire season of football. We've played, what, 10 games of the basketball season and not one game against the SEC. So it's, it's apples and oranges, right? Let's, let's, com- let's go see what happens when basketball's done with its season, then we'll see what happens after football's done with its season, and I can, you know, more directly give you an answer. I mean, obviously, if you look at football, their future looks a little bit brighter in terms of recruiting and what Napier's done, but in terms of the seasons, it's kind of incomplete yet. John, hi. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, first off, I want to uh, kind of apologize for thinking I got misinformation about the UConn player. That's okay. Uh, I, w- I went back and I saw it was the women's. I yeah. thought it was the men's. But anyway, um, I'm sorry about that. Um, I, too, think that they had good effort last night. Um, only 15 shots at three. I think a lot, a lot of what you, what you said and, 
and your previous caller talked about, I think that they disrupted our flow. So getting into actually three-point shooting position was kind of hard. Towards later the game, when we're already down by 23, I think, you know, they were opening up a little bit. We did hit a couple of them, but that was too little, too late. But uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, that freshman for UConn, boy, I was really impressed with him. He, he looked like a seasoned veteran. What do you think? I'm impressed with their whole team. Their yeah. whole team, right. But he, he just seemed to, like, have a disruption. You talk about blocking shots and just – I thought he was a real big disruptor in the in the paint. Yeah, both those guys. I mean, they've got a yeah. great – uh, a very rare combination there, you know, inside uh, where you've got a freshman seven-footer, you know, yep. and the other guy. They're they're very nimble, I think, for their size. And I think Castleton said it best. You know, I, I kind of tried to watch it last night when they were guarding him. They did a really good job of moving their feet, you know, doing a good job defensively. And that's – you don't see that sometimes with big fellas – Underneath, they did a good job with that. We've always known about uh, Hurley. He, you know, he was, I guess, a high school coach for a long time, and he's, you know, paying dividends. Let me ask you this before I take off: uh, When's your last day before the holidays? Uh, don't know yet. Okay, so you you think you might have some shows next week? Oh, or? definitely have shows next week. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I appreciate it. And you have a good day. Okay. Thank you, John. Hey, what's up, D? Oh, Steve. Whew. That was rough last night. Um, but, I mean, did you expect that? I didn't expect to get blown out by 20 points. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the thing is, Steve, when I when you play these Northeast teams, like these teams from New York, Philly, Boston, Chicago, uh, you, you better be prepared to be physical. It's going to be a physical game. They're going to bump you. And I thought UConn physically punked us last night. I think, you know, Cass, like you said, man, those big guys – uh, like Coach Dykes was saying, the, the lower body strength, Castleton couldn't move them. The lower body strength was too much for Castleton. And then the length, I mean, the, the seven-foot is the backup, Steve. That, and he's had 17 points. Yeah. And I think their, their, their physicality on the perimeter completely took away our guards. I think our guards, all four of them, our bottom combined for four points. And then, you know, I'm, I'm bragging about the free throw shoot the other day. They missed 10. We, I think we shot 19 more free throws uh, than UConn, and we missed 10. So I, I just think UConn was more physical. Their length, you know, they hit shots. Uh, the, the number 24 coming off that curl was hitting those jumpers. I mean, they just looked like a, a well-oiled machine. And, you know, we, we, we got a reality check last night, man. That was, uh, that was a beatdown. That's why I'm happy that Florida played a team like that now. That was a. If you look at the you know the season coming up here, I, I thought after you know a couple of teams they should have beaten. Okay, now you get a reality check. Now you go up against a team. I don't know if anybody thought UConn would be nine and zero or ten and zero, but you knew, you know, top five team in the country, and they were going to be good. And I I think this gives them a, a place now to look and say, okay, you know, what do we do from here? What can we do? What can we learn from playing a team like that? Well, Steve, I, I just looked at it, Steve, offensively. Other than Fudge, nobody could take anybody off the bounce. I mean, UConn was – it's just one-on-one defense. And like Coach Dyke said, they don't help a lot. It's guard your man, and that's it. And other than Fudge, man, nobody could get by their man. We It looked like JV versus varsity last night, man. I hate to say it, but that's what I saw. So, 
Uh, got a lot of work to do, Steve. Be good, man. Steve, thank you. The other thing, and I'm not saying this is bad. If your best player, and I, I, I think most people would agree Castleton is probably Florida's best player. Well, you want to have that player get touches. He took 14 shots last night out of Florida's 53. And nobody else shot in double figures. But he was only 4 of 14. So, and Kugel had a nice game. And Fudge had a nice game. But uh, Reeves didn't do a whole lot. And they just, I mean, again, give UConn a lot of credit. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Madison Walker. In the NFL, the Raiders and Rams will play tonight in Los Angeles. The Raiders, coming off of a recent win in Southern California against the Chargers, could affect their momentum tonight. Tune in tonight at 7.30 to hear coverage of the game. Staying with football, Associated Press releases that Florida coach Bill Napier will put former Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller to start in the Las Vegas Bowl game. As for high school football, Hawthorne and Northview will play in the FSHAA state championship game this Saturday. With both teams heading into Saturday undefeated, it could be an exciting game. The Gators volleyball team will take on Pitt in Madison, Wisconsin today. Tune in at 315 to catch coverage of the game live. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Purchasing a vehicle is a big deal. A lot of money. You want to make sure the vehicle gets a good one. You want to make sure it lasts you a long time and as little maintenance as possible. Well, Southeast Car Agency understands all of that. And that's why they do their very best to give you the widest selection of vehicles to choose from in making your decision on purchasing a vehicle. Don't forget, if you're looking for a new one, they don't have them. Haven't had a new one for 40 years. They specialize in late model, low mileage vehicles. You can do it in two ways. Go see them in person. Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You can test drive the vehicles and ask their sales staff any questions you might have. Or go online, secars.com. All the information is there about all the vehicles they have in stock. I'm driving one right now from Southeast Car Agency. Have for years. And I must, uh, in all candor, tell you, all those vehicles have been very, very good for me. When you go see them in person, Make sure and tell them sports scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Do you remember as a child waiting for the excitement of Christmas morning? It felt like that the big day would never arrive. But then it came, and boy, was it worth the wait. The older we get, the more we realize that life is filled with waiting, more waiting, and even more waiting. And nobody likes to wait. But waiting isn't a new experience. On the very first Christmas, the Jewish people have waited hundreds of years for the coming of the Messiah wondering if he would ever arrive. The Bible says when the right time came, God sent Jesus to be born of a woman. And Jesus, the Savior of the world, stepped into history at precisely the right moment. The Christmas season is a wonderful reminder that the Lord's timing is perfect. He's never early, but he's also never late. So this Christmas, be encouraged. Have patience and faith while you wait. This is Bryant Wright, wishing you a Christmas worth waiting for right from my heart. To subscribe to Devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. 
Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you the famous Mushroom Swiss Burgers back at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries for the holidays. It is delicious. Had some fresh hot fries, a delicious milkshake. You've got a meal. Other great menu options, too. Everything's fresh. Just come drive through Monday through Sunday, eat on the patio, or order ahead for pickup at DickMondell's.com. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's gift cards for family and friends, the perfect gift for everybody on your list. Dick Mondell's, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Tis the season to eat everything on your plate, and that includes desserts. Stop into Thornbrook Chocolates anytime during the month of December and celebrate the holidays. New Year's resolutions aren't until next month, so live it up now with Thornbrook Chocolates in Thornbrook Village on Northwest 43rd Street. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Daryl says UConn's real good. He surprised Drake May stayed at North Carolina with all this NIL money going around. I guarantee the Tar Heels had to pony up some cash to keep him, though. I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I, I think he does uh, like North Carolina. Now, whether there was incentive to keep him there, uh, you know. Also, Mark says agreed effort was there for basketball last night. What stood out to him was not just UConn's size inside, but across the board, their guards and forwards were even taller. Tony, hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Uh, I just wanted to say, I didn't go to the game, but I, but I watched it on television and recorded it, and I was watching some of it close up. And, and I, that is a good team, UConn. I mean, first of all, that, I mean, a really good team. I think they're going to go far. Uh, I did see a lot of hustle out of us in the first half. We would play a lot of good defense, and then then we wouldn't score off the defense continuously, and that's because they have good defenders. One of the things I did see, though, was they were muscling uh, muscling, uh, uh, my age, I guess, uh, uh, our big guy. Castleton. Castleton. And then uh, when you Dubu came in. They couldn't hit. They couldn't move him. And the shock on their face, on the seven foot two guy's face, when he hit him the first time, was it was like, oh my god. And I saw him shaking his head as he went away after trying to muscle him uh, a couple of times. And I was just wondering if the, if they could have played both the big guys at the same time and, and have Dubu uh, clog the lane more or less. And and, uh, and the castle uh, work around. Um, I didn't know whether you thought that might have worked a little better, but they're a hell of a good team. I don't think that would have made any difference, um, because yeah. the other thing is Jatobo is not a scorer. So yeah. if you yeah. if you put him on the floor, you know for extended minutes, 
uh, you're, you're going to sacrifice, I think, some things from an offensive standpoint. So that's but why you, that's why I think you don't yeah. see them on the floor together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, there were quite a few times I saw when Castleton had the ball and he missed. They had four guys collapsing on it, four black jerseys where I couldn't even find a white jersey. I mean, it was uh, they they they're a good team, <laughs> but but their defense was was very good and rebounding was excellent. I thought. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your call. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jim says, seems to me there's a difference when hiring a new coach between the perception, a coach that will make the program instantly better, and one which will build the program over time. For example, seems Auburn thinks Freeze will make the program instantly better. Florida thought both Spurrier and Meyer would make the program instantly better. Napier is more of a build-the-program-over-time kind of guy, your opinion. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all of that, Jim. Uh, do you really believe in 1990 that when Spurrier came here that people thought the program would be instantly better? Now, I guess the question becomes, what is better, Right. That, you know, would they win 10 games? I don't think I, – I was there opening day, and there were people in the stands just stunned by what they were seeing. So I don't know that people expected that. And remember, Auburn's bad. So if Freeze comes in and wins seven games, which he's capable of doing, I think, well then, yeah. So I don't know, you know, and again, with Urban Meyer, Right. Where did Urban Meyer come from? He didn't come from a great program. He came from, you know, relatively unknown program back then, like Utah. So did th- fans think that Florida would immediately be better? That that seems to me to be revisionist thinking a little bit. But, and again, it's also the program you inherit. Napier is, you know, sort of a build-it-up kind of guy. But think about it. Most coaches are hired, right, because something's wrong. The the program isn't doing well. Sometimes coaches make a move and go to another team or the NFL or something. But if, if a new coach is hired, it's because the previous coach, in many instances, wasn't getting the job done, i.e. losing. So, hope I answered it. Andrew, hello. Yeah, do you think uh, people are missing Mike White yet? Uh, at least we had some defense. Uh, I don't know if this analytics stuff. Andrew, are you there? Yeah, can you hear oh, me? Oh, yeah, you kind of went out there. Uh, the last oh, thing I got was about Mike White and analytics. That's all I heard. Yeah, do you think people are missing the, the defense? I kind of miss no. the defense in Mike White. No. Nope. Yeah, I know. His his his, his style was boring, but uh, uh, we were more competitive, it seemed like. Well, let's be fair. Okay, you have a first-year coach here. So yeah. his, what he wants to do, what he wants to impl- implement is, you know, going to probably take some time. Do you think it's a matter of getting the right players, though? Is, it's like, always a matter of getting the right players. Always. So he just doesn't have the guys 
for his style of play. Well, again, you can't replace the entire roster. So, yeah. you know, you have to, for a while at least, you know, take what was there for you. And then, you know, he added some transfers, so he, he did change the roster a bit. But just like with Billy Napier, you know, look at the roster overhaul. That's going to happen there. That takes time. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, uh, this whole like just getting a bunch of transfers every year is that like that's not long term success, is it? Just your whole roster every year getting new well, guys. Well, but that, but you're but you're exaggerating. Okay, there's not going to be the whole roster. That that that's not going to happen. You're going to get some, because again, I'll say it for the fiftieth time. Players will leave who aren't playing a lot because they want to play more. So you may have, you know, four or five players leave. I remember when when White was here and Florida was one of the first schools to announce how many players left. People were calling here screaming and yelling at Mike White this, Mike White that. Well, (laughs) then the rest of the league had the same thing happen. So, yeah. All right. I think you're right. All right, Andrew. Thank Thanks. you for your call. Yep, 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jittery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There's nothing like living in gator country. 
especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! The holidays are here, and Miapa has your meal ready. Order a holiday dinner from Miapa for your family gathering, holiday party, or if you're just tired from decking the halls and shopping the malls. Miapa's got your entire meal covered, from the roasted turkey or pernil ham to your favorite Miapa sides like rice and beans, Cuban bread, and, of course, sweet plantains, all starting at $89. With Miapa's holiday meal, you'll be more stuffed than a stocking hung with care. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your holiday dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny skies turning partly cloudy today. High temperatures in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Tonight we'll start out with partly cloudy skies. Then areas of patchy dense fog cropping up yet again to wrap up the work week lows in the mid to upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy. Highs again in the upper 70s and lower 80s. That trend takes us into Saturday, increasing cloud cover on Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. You start to look at a bigger picture here with Tampa. They're going to win their division. They're going to host a playoff game. They are 27th in scoring offense. They're dead last in rushing yards per game. You beat a 4-9 and nine Saints team. But I don't know how much hope that provides for the Tampa Bay fans. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Later on today, Jim Wilson, who was the radio analyst for Oregon State football, going to join us to talk about the Beavers. In the meantime, we'll talk to Daryl. Daryl, hi. Good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Steve, b- believe it or not, i got a Major League Baseball question for you. Okay. Uh, I told my uh, daughter yesterday for my grandson to keep swinging the bat as much as Aaron Judge is making right now. Tell him to keep hitting, hitting the baseball. But... Uh, the uh, question is, Steve, where does this money come from to pay these baseball players? I mean, is there different incentives and stuff? Because you look during the year, you know, during the regular season, there's not a lot of people in the stands. Does it come from big TV contracts or what? Yes. Uh, and look, teams make money, you know, concessions, advertising, all of that. But, I mean, the, the, the amount of money in pro sports is crazy. I mean, Bogarts just signed a $280 million contract, reportedly, to leave the Red Sox and go to the Padres. I, I, can't, I can't fathom $280, let alone $280 million. I mean, but just that's, you know, the, if the money's there, you spend it. Right. Yeah, it just fathomed me yesterday when I see it. It's, wow, nine years, nine sixty. That's just crazy. But uh, speaking of money, Steve, you know, it was a good pickup just to get DJ Lagway, but 
Nothing's official. That's just a commitment. You know, it's a long ways to December of 23 for the signing period. But when he said he was committed, I said to myself, okay, that's fine and dandy. But in IL money, somebody comes along, will he get snatched away? Well, it's like anything else, okay? Fans are going to get excited when right. they see four or five star. But I caution you. I caution everybody. I hope that Rashada and this kid work out. That'll help Florida. That's great. But they might not. They might compete down the road. One might leave. You don't ever know. So you just go day by day here. Yeah, I guess overall, Steve, I'm going to be honest with you, NIL is leaving a bad taste in an old-time college football fan's mouth. I mean, it's just, I guess, like I've said before, i got to get used to it, but it's, it's hard to swallow right now. All right. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate your call. This changes just about every day. The latest CBS mock NFL draft for next year, Anthony Richardson is the ninth overall pick going to the Colts. How much are quarterbacks valued? Stroud, Levis, and Bryce Young are all picked before him. Now, that's going to change 7,000 times. I'm just trying to tell you that's where that is. Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, you actually comment on the basketball team. I actually thought we'd play a little bit better, got a little excited when we got to within 10 a couple times. I think Budge is awesome sophomore hope he sticks around and i was telling your producer i saw a kugel the freshman uh, guard but he kind of reminds me of keontae johnson i feel like if he could just get a little scrappier underneath the basket he could actually end up being kind of like keontae but he's got a nice stroke together what they take him on for 26 of their points i do think that the new coach um can't think of his name now he looks like a kid i bet he gets id'd for liquor but anyway I felt like they just, and he said it in the article, in the Gatorsports.com article, that, you know, we were doing more one-on-one. It reminded me, speaking of a previous caller and Mike White's offense, it reminded me of Mike White's offense. Everybody was doing one-on-one. They spread the floor nicely, and then it was like, okay, it's one-on-one. Uh, you, you got uh, the awesome drive by Colin, and he tries to do this finger roll. I mean, come on, you've got to know your identity. But I am excited about the future. I feel like Fudge is kind of like a Corey Brewer, and I feel like Kugel could be more of a uh, Keontae Johnson scrappy. But I was surprised that we got beat by 20 points, and um, I know you got other callers, so I'll, that's just my two cents, and go Gators. Okay, Greg, thanks. Uh, Colin Castleton, though, doing a finger roll is not bad. It's near the basket. That's where he lives. So I, I, I didn't have any problem with that. Get to Norm. Norm, hi. Hey, Steve. Just an observation on offense. It's what everybody already said. But I just want to say, as you know, there's two different types of teams. You have the Blue Bloods, like you said, in Kentucky. And you can roll the ball out, and you have two or three players that can average 20, 25. They might not because they got to spread the ball. But they're that skilled offensively. We, we don't have that. And the only thing I see is a lack. I'm at the game last night up close watching the whole game. I don't see the screens, and, and in high school you do this. In college you do this. G- give me a down-low screen with a, with a big man and run your guards and your small forwards off of that. You can do a double-low screen on one side, mix it up and do a single screen on each side. Run these guys off of them to create an open shot. 
And sometimes the, the people get mixed up. They double out and cover somebody like a Lee Humphrey or whoever, a shooter spudge. And then you dump it into Castleton, who's setting the screen down low, and voila, the guy's open because it causes confusion with a double screen or a single screen down low. I just don't see that, as the other caller said, and, and that it's just too much one-on-one, and we don't have three or four players that can score and create offensive shots on their own. So that's just what's lacking in my opinion. Well, we'll see how Todd Golden does in terms of you know uh, adapting, changing. He's learning. They're learning. You know, as as much as people wanted Mike White, you know, run out of town. You got a new guy who's going to have to you know learn his way with this team too. So we'll see if they adapt. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Norm. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Jeff says the UConn coach, Coach Hurley, said they want to take away Richard. He had two shots in 25 minutes. Florida doesn't have a star that would start for the Huskies, who are my early pick as NCAA tournament champions. Well, let's not get that far away because there's a lot of good teams. But if they stay healthy, uh, they have a lot of ingredients. I'll say that. My bud Tony says, had a laugh at the caller suggesting analytics say, do not play defense. UConn team is loaded. Hurley brothers are 19-1 and one this season because of Arizona State. Uh, people need to keep an open mind with Miller at quarterback. I think people would be more excited about him if he did not play in the meaningless uh, spring game. Uh, let's see here. Steven. The other day I said I don't think about NIL watching Gator sports. Adding on to that, I do think about that sometimes watching pro sports. If Aaron Judge dips in his production next season, his salary will come to my mind. Do you sometimes think about that watching pro athletes? Honestly, no. Because first of all, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with what they make. I mean, do I, do I know that you know a, 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 a great player makes more money than a utility player? Yes. But here's the thing I think that is unique to sports fans and when it comes to regular work, all right? I don't care who you are, what you're doing listening. If you're working, you're being paid a salary to do a job. So your boss, your whoever it is, expects you to do that job for the money you're being paid. Well, that's what fans think too, rightly or wrongly, okay? If, I'm, if you're making more money, you're expected to do more. That's just how it is. Now, with Aaron Judge, the Yankees are taking a risk because of his age. Last year might be his career year. It probably is going to be his career year. So what are you going to get from Judge down the line here? But I promise you, if when Roger Maris hit 61 homers, Roger Maris was the back to back most valuable player. He wasn't 60. He wasn't 61. In 1962, he hit like 33 homers, which is good. But compared to 61, well, flash in the pan. You know. So if Aaron Judge next year hits 40, which is a really good year, well, the Yankees overpaid for him. Because you can't be expected to have – that's why they call them career years. 
you, you can't expect that uh, all the time. Uh, but anyway, that's a good email, Stephen. William says, this basketball team's quickly taking the same path as football, which is, I can't wait for year one to be over. Castleton's quickly looking like a Mr. May, Dave Winfield. Against good competition this year, he's not been very good. He's been outplayed. Got to call it like it is. UConn, in fairness, is a very good team. Let's call it like it is, William. I'm going to go back to the football in July and August. Did anybody think Florida was going to be 10-2? and two? No. Florida was picked to finish 7th in the SEC in basketball. 7th. Both men and women picked to finish 7th. So expectation level should be commensurate with that. Should it not? Just like it was for football. But when the season starts and you see the team, you kind of forget that sometimes. Because at the beginning of the year, well, new coach, new team, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we forget that sometimes. I forget that sometimes. But you have to take that at least into some kind of consideration. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Love the calls. Keep them coming. Football. We've got some baseball questions today. Hoops. Keep it coming. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Madison Walker. The Gators volleyball team is looking to advance in the Division I NCAA championships tonight as it heads into its third round of play. Florida will take on Pitt in Madison, Wisconsin today. Tune in at 315 to catch coverage of the game live. Gators men's basketball adjusted its record yesterday and now sits 6-4 and four in its season after falling to number 5 Connecticut last night. It will play again next Wednesday in Tampa against Ohio University. In the NFL, the Raiders and Rams will play tonight in Los Angeles. Tune in at 7.30 to hear coverage of the game. In Gators football, coach Billy Napier will put former Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller to start in the Las Vegas Bowl game. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. 
Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast, even if your symptoms feel mild. Ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ballgame is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You think it's bad at Florida with the players transferring? Texas A&M has more than 20 players who are leaving. And some of them, out of high school, were big-time players. Five-star wide receiver Chris Marshall leaving. He was from Texas. Um, He was one of the eight five-stars that signed um, with Jimbo, which was then the best recruiting class of all time, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Five-star corner Denver Harris. Four-star offensive lineman P.J. Williams. There's some talent, at least from a star rating, uh, that's leaving. So it isn't just here. I'm going to tell you a couple of things also about NIL, which really disturbs me. I want to see if it does you. Is this PG or VC? VC. Okay, VC. Um, yeah, I... Watching the basketball game last night, obviously it it wasn't what we had hoped for, but I think the last two years um, have shown us that uh, we just can't expect to get a, you know, pull in a group of transfer 
players from uh, mid-major schools and expect them to compete at uh, an elite level. I do think there's some some good pieces there, but I think uh, uh, Golden's just going to have to for- focus more on high school recruiting. I know he didn't have a chance last year, but I'd like to see him sort of do what Donovan would do, focus on the high school and then have a few, uh, you know, sprinkle a few uh, more higher-end transfers uh, to compete. Okay. Go Gators. Okay, thanks, VC. That's always going to be now in today's recruiting the uh, balancing act you have to have, right? Because if you just – the old way of recruiting is gone. I'm sorry. It's gone. You're not going to just rely on high school. There's going to be people in the portal – that are going to be good enough to come join your team. And I'll tell you who's having a whale of a year in the portal is Appleby. He's at Wake Forest. He's having a tremendous year for Wake Forest. But, you know, again, sometimes a change of scenery can help you. But we'll see. I think he's going to balance it and see exactly where it is. All right. Texas, San Antonio. Pretty good. I mean, you don't know about them. But they're a pretty good team and a pretty good program. They have a quarterback named Frank Harris. He is returning for a seventh season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right? But here is where I just had total heartburn. Okay. There was a press conference, and they unveiled at UTSA an NIL collective called City Fans 210. At the press conference, the quarterback stood alongside a judge, the group founder and CEO and a former state senator. Okay? He was around, he redshirted in 2017. Yeah. And UTSA is 11-2. And and I think they're ranked. I think they're in the playoff at 24, 25, something like that. But uh, after he announced he was coming back, then they announced that City Fans 210. The dude told their fans, now this is San Antonio, it's a big city, right? They would need to raise $5 million in the first year. And he came back in part because it looks like he's going to get some of that money. So here is, and here, by the way, that's just not the first collective for UTSA. It's the second. Another one is called Runners Rising. And uh, New World War in. But he's getting NIL money to come back. Drake May, you know, I, I love rumors that he was going to come to Florida and, you know, all that. He's going back to North Carolina, but you wonder 
you know, how much money was involved there. And then this actually was in a coach's contract. The coach at Kansas, Lance Leopold, okay, um, it says uh, it's part of his contract. In, in the contract, it says, athletics endeavors to make good faith efforts regarding name, image, and likeness with the aspiration to achieve a nationally competitive program by engaging boosters and supporters in a manner consistent with any applicable laws and regulations. What's, what's the big deal with that? It's in a coach's contract. In his contract, the school is saying, we're pledging to do this for you. Again, we are making good faith effort regarding NIL to achieve a nationally competitive program by engaging boosters and supporters. The school is putting that in the football coach's contract. Amazing. That, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are. And I must tell you, I've tried, I've, 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 I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again. I have tried to roll with change because the only constant is change. But my goodness, I don't know. It, it, when you see this, you just wonder where this is going to go. You are, it is pay for play. There's no difference now. If you go to a Bucks game and you go to a Gator game, no difference. Bucks players are being paid. Not all, some Gator players are being paid. And you can argue with me that, well, they were being paid before it was a scholarship. Well, we all know that's apples and oranges. That's not the same. So it won't matter to you. And it won't matter to me next year when I sit in the press box and watch the team play. I'm not going to say, well, he's making 340000 You just don't. You're rooting for your team. Just like you root for a pro team. You don't care that you know, player X is making whatever he's making. You're rooting for the team. But that's what this is now. There is no difference. And I'm not saying there aren't kids who aren't loyal, but just like free agency in sports. When I grew up, most of the time, not all, most of the time, there were, there were blockbuster trades, but, you know, Mickey Mantle played for the Yankees. Right, Ted Williams played for the Red Sox. Though they they stayed with one Al Kaline stayed with the Tigers. Well, how often do you see that now? You don't. Look at Justin Verlander. Right? Look at Jacob Degrom. I can't blame them. We're all in it to make a buck, all in it to make money. Now, along those lines. David, what was the question you were going to bring up? 
Yeah, it was really along the lines of how well and how often these big baseball contracts pan out. And I'm interested to see what listeners think because so many times over the years we see, even in this last week, 11 years, 300 million, nine years, 360 million. How much longer are teams going to be paying this much money for it to not last 11 years, for it not to not last nine years? And in the NFL, it used to be said, running backs aren't as valuable in the first round. And Saquon is like one of the last running backs that has really made an impact from the first round. So when does like where where is the line in baseball between actually making worth of those three hundred and sixty million dollars that judge is making to just getting paid for nine years no matter what? Albert Pujols, perfect example, right? Now he had a nice last year, but his last his previous two or three years before that with the Angels, he wasn't earning the money he was making, so to speak, in terms of statistics. Right. But they but you 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 sign him hoping you get prime player enough where it justifies the length of the contract. If the Yankees get Aaron Judge and he's the Aaron and he's not gonna hit sixty on, but if he's, you know, a, a good player for three or four years and the Yankees win a couple of the championships and his contract plays out, it is definitely worth the money. You've made it. And that's going to be the measuring stick, I think, right? Because it, I'm not saying at age 39, Aaron Judge might not hit you know, 30 homers, but he's not going to have a year like this, all, chances are. Look at Jacob deGrom. He's 34 years old, and he's been brittle the last two years. And look at the money he's making. Why? Because when he's healthy, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. But it is a crapshoot now when you sign players that long-term if they stay healthy, and if they produce. Hour two is coming up. Call us up, talk about the Gator game last night. And by the way, there's at least one person that thinks UConn is going to be favored in every game it plays this year. How about that? ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, W. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? Can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, when we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hey guys, this is Keenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. 
None of y'all told me that Auto Trader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with Auto Trader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on Auto Trader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. Auto Trader. Dancing crew. Trip for two. Nail the final interview. Game with Doug. Brand new mug. Come here, kid. Give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene, last show of the week. David's producing it. Hope to have Jim Wilson here, radio analyst for the Oregon State Beaver football broadcast in about uh, half an hour. We'll take your calls today, in case you missed it. Billy Napier held a press conference, and uh, not a lot of breaking news out of it, but officially, Jack Miller will be the starter. He did uh, verify that Ventrell Miller and Osiris Torrance uh, would not play in the bowl game, uh, but that Gravon Dexter would play in the game. Uh, and he also said that some players who are in the portal are still going to be allowed to play in this game, which is pretty interesting. And then uh, your thoughts on basketball last night as well. Uh, let me throw this out. Gary Parrish, who's been covering hoops for CBSSports.com for a long time, uh, thinks that they can have an undefeated year. Because when I read that, it was like, are you kidding? Well, think about this last night. Their bigs, Sonago and Klingon, Kling were 16 of 22 from the floor, 33 points, 15 rebounds. You better have a Twin Towers to match that. Coach Hurley says, quote, the identity is defense and to dominate the backboard. But we can play a slowdown game, an up-tempo game. We can play big. We can ba play small. And depth is what makes this whole thing work. The only thing that would get in their way is injury or foul trouble. They are currently number four in CBS's sports top 25 and one. Um, but they're unbeaten. And Paris thinks they have a chance to go unbeaten. And by the way, the latest rankings as far as SEC, if you include Texas, Texas is number six. Arkansas is number seven. Alabama is number eight. And Mississippi State is number nine. That's one of the reasons why Florida's picked to finish seventh in the league even if you take Texas out. Kentucky is 14. Tennessee is 16. Auburn is 21. Pretty good as far as the SEC is concerned. All right, let's get some calls here. This is what you're supposed to do. Last show of the week. Talk a little sports here. 
392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. BB said, I said Auburn would go after Freeze weeks before all the Lane Kiffin hoopla started and thought with his past issues resolved it was a good idea. However, after seeing a number of uh, articles from reputable sources, I'm beginning to wonder about him a little, considering some odd circumstances at Liberty surrounding his AD who had left Baylor amid controversy. Freeze and former Liberty student Chelsea Andrews. There's been criticism of the Auburn vetting process. Question, uh, would you have hired him? I would have hired him from a football standpoint, BB, yes, without question. The reason why, he's beaten Nick Saban. That's everything to Auburn's fan base. But I say that in a vacuum because I would have had to have vetted that hire, and depending on what, what I would have found out, well, then maybe I wouldn't have. But from a football standpoint, certainly. Uh, so I get it. Tom, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, was that the game last night? The uh, end result did not surprise me in the least. I was ready for that. I, I did think we'd shoot the ball a little better than we did. Um, I just think that uh, our bigs need to figure out how to play through contact because, uh, you know, they had a – I don't know what that freshman guy's uh, age was, whether he was 18 or 19, but he definitely schooled our – he schooled Castleton a little bit on underneath the basket as far as, you know, finishing his shot and, and, and everything, in my opinion. You, you have a different kind of guy – underneath there for, for UConn, okay? Oh, yeah. There, Castleton, I mean, he for his size and weight, is rangy and does some things, but he's not bulky. Well, those two guys are pretty bulky, and they maneuver very well, you know, inside. And as I said earlier, the thing I'm most impressed about them is how they move their feet, how they use their body, they're really, really sound defensively. Yeah, they, well, they're extremely well coached team. You, you can see that, and uh, I, I personally think they're a Final Four team. They're, they're very, very good. Uh, hopefully, we can, you know, learn from this and and, and go on. Uh, you know, just like you mentioned just a little while ago. I mean, the SEC is not going to be no cakewalk. I mean, it, it is going to be murder trying to get through the SEC. Uh, you know, the days of Kentucky and uh, Vanderbilt and Tennessee being the only people who give us trouble are long gone. Well, like I said, you're picked to finish seventh in the league. There's a reason for that. And, you know, I had a, I had a gentleman email the other day and questioned that from, well, I mean, Arkansas has got transfers and they don't have the same team. And, well, that's true, but they also recruited at a little higher level as well, and got some elite high school talent, which Florida has not done yet on a consistent basis. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, both our football and our basketball coaches, their first year here, um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to cut coach a break for at least the first three years, uh, you know, to get his program, uh, you know, solid and everything of that nature. But, that's unfortunately not the world we live in today. Everything's instant gratification. And I just want to finish up, Steve. I, I mentioned it well over a year ago on your show, 
And uh, I still think that the NIL is the worst thing that ever happened to college sports. And I enjoy your show, listen to it all the time. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you doing that, Tom. Thank you, and thank you for the call. Hey, Jake, how are you? Hello? Yeah, Jake, go ahead. Hey, I couldn't hear the buzz Let me know I was on there. A uh, couple things, Steve. Uh, three-part question, I guess, or, well, two-part, I guess, anyway. But who who do you think is the best team right out there right now in college basketball? And I've heard you talk about how those guys move their feet so well. You've mentioned that several times. I didn't see the game, but um, a guy that I've always admired real well, I don't know what you think about him. Have you watched much of Timmy from Gonzaga? Yes, Drew Timmy, yes. He's, man, he's tough. He's, I, I think he's the best big man of college basketball, but that's just my thought. And third uh, question, or third part of this, do you think that we'll end up getting a good quarterback out of the portal? Um, those things are two questions. Who do you think is the best, I guess, and uh, do you think we might end up getting a good quarterback out of the portal? I'll answer your first question. Uh, I've not seen Houston play. They're unbeaten. I have seen Purdue play. They're unbeaten. Uh, they're really good. They got a dude, Edie, uh, who had 23-18 and 18 the other day. Now, it was against Hofstra. That's who I watched him play against, and I get, you know, it's Hofstra. But they're good. They're really good. So the two best teams I have seen with my eyes – are UConn and Purdue. Well, you've heard me say several times, I'm a Purdue guy. I've went to school there, and I've watched them as much as I can. It's not really a knock, but it's a reality. Edie runs out of gas easily. I don't know if you noticed, but he's, he's he rides the pine quite a lot. He's better than he was last year getting stamina, but he, he runs out of gas pretty easy, but he is real good. He can run out of and gas he, if he, he scores 23-18, and 18, baby. Yeah, he does, and he's a good free-throw shooter, too. People don't realize that. He's a pretty good, and he hasn't really been playing basketball all that long. That guy, he, he's got the chance to really end up being good in the pros because he, he's not really been playing all that long. And so the, and that's, the, that's a fact. And the best SEC team I have seen with my eyes is Arkansas so far. They're the only one I've really seen, and they I've, look pretty good. I've not seen Alabama. Mississippi State's probably the surprise. I don't think anybody thought they'd be where they are, um, you know, with a new coaching staff and all of that. Um, but Arkansas, Nick Smith, a bunch of those guys, they're good too. Well, Kentucky hasn't really impressed me. And what really surprised me is North Carolina hasn't looked good at all. You know, they were expected maybe to come back to be national champs after the way they – played last year and had some of those people back, but they don't look very good either. Yeah, kind of a hangover there, no doubt. Jake, appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, coming up, I just got a text. We're going to do this. Uh, Lee Steinberg, great agent, is going to join us here next to talk about the leverage that a guy like Aaron Judge had in terms of the year he had in his contract negotiations. He's going to join us next. 113 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending. Good afternoon. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Good afternoon, I'm Talia Baya. In Gator Sports, two linebackers just officially entered the transfer portal. Dewan Black and Lloyd Summerall will no longer play in Gator uniform. Tonight, the Rams will be hosting the Las Vegas Raiders to kick off Week 14 of the NFL. The Rams are having the worst season ever for a reigning Super Bowl champion, with a 3-9 overall record. On the other hand, the Raiders are not doing too well either, sitting at third in the AFC West. Tune in right here at 7.30 for live coverage. In Gator Volleyball, the team will be taking on the Pittsburgh Panthers today in the Odom. The game is set for 3.30, but you can catch live coverage right here at 3.15. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been doing great work, ladies and gentlemen. I invite you to Google them and check out the work they have done over the years. It's been really, really good. They're located in Palatka, and they are sustained by your unused or unwanted cars, trucks, RVs, boats, whatever. Please consider donating them to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it is sustained by your donated vehicles. And they learn real-life skills because they fix them up, and then they resell them. Donations are tax-deductible. Your generosity in this case, folks, does a whole lot of good. Again, for more info, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Join us at Odyssey as we do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. This holiday season, invest in some LED Christmas lights. They use significantly less energy than regular bulbs. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and... You can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. 
You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, with the baseball winter meetings going on and free agent contracts uh, being signed for big money, uh, Aaron Judge, Bogarts, DeGrom, you know, go on down the list. Uh, my next guest has negotiated uh, a few of these in his time. He is Lee Steinberg, and Lee now joins us. Lee, it's good to have you back. Thank you for doing this. I have several questions here I'm going to try to ask from a fan perspective. When a player has the kind of year Judge had, how much leverage does that give him in terms of contract negotiation? He had about as much leverage, except for the fact he was 30. Had he been 27 or 26, he'd have even more. But outside of that, and that affects how long a contract he'd be given. But over and above that, he had more leverage than any player has had going into the situation in many years. He um, was the MVP of the league. He hits home runs, which is very attractive. Uh, He's a fan draw. Uh, He has a a clean off-the-field record, so you can project that he'll be reliable for years to come. Uh, You know, he's tall and distinctive-looking. So from the standpoint of adding just an enormous amount of firepower to a lineup and – the ability to draw fans. I mean, he's it. And so it seems to me that this was a test of his competing loyalties. Uh, He grew up in Fresno, California. So the fact of playing for San Francisco, which is the nearest uh, big city, uh, had to be pulling at him. But then I know they sold very hard the concept of being a Yankee for life. And what the benefits were for someone like Derek Jeter to have that massive market, uh, think of you as one of their own, and what it would mean to play your whole career there. And um, and he had played as a Yankee. So I don't necessarily think this was a money decision because it strikes me he probably could have got the sides to go back and forth, back and forth, uh, and up the money. It's about $40 million a year, which is a – uh, enormous amount, but uh, he probably could have gone higher. But I think his heart stayed in New York in familiar surroundings and the ability to use the Derek Jeter 
type model and see himself as a, a hometown hero. Lee, I want you to uh, walk through a scenario for me. Let's just assume for the moment you were his agent and you know you have competing teams for him. Let's just say, for conversation's sake, Giants and the Yankees. Do you literally go back? In other words, hey, uh, the Yankees have offered him you know, X years, X dollars. Do you then go back to the Giants and say, well, here's what the Yankees have done. What are you going to do? How does that process work? First of all, you sit the player down and you make him uh, list what really is critically important to him. So it's short-term economic gain, long-term economic security. If money is it, it's a very simple question. But if it intermixes with concepts like geographical location, uh, the quality of the team, the ability to get to the World Series, the uh, second career uh, uh, implications, uh, you have to factor those in too. So, uh, so for example, one time I had a, a, a player who uh, was down in Phoenix, and uh, uh, he had grown up in Fresno, ironically, and so what he wanted to do was win, and what he wanted to do was be closer to home. So when San Francisco came into the mix, he was able to say, you know, sign me with them for what the most money they'll offer. So it's not necessarily that way. You have to get the player to focus on what really is going to motivate him to make the decision. And if it's straight economics, then you could do the, the uh, type of negotiating that you just suggested. But if it's something else, uh, you just have to get him to focus on what's going to fulfill him and make him happy. I know the agent, Lee, probably doesn't care about this, but fans must be wondering, I mean, if if the numbers are right here with Judge, $360 million, I mean, that's, I, most people can't fathom that. Where's all that money coming from? It's coming mostly from television and the fact that uh, baseball, when they had the strike back in 1994, um, it took the steroid-fueled um, uh, home run race between McGuire and Sosa to bring it back. But since then, they've done all the right things, and they've exploited massive amounts of uh, TV money and Internet uh, content money and new stadia money with luxury boxes and naming rights and it's their gross receipts has gone up like quintupled from 1994 and they are rolling in money so they're getting it from a variety of sources only one of which is ticket prices a lot of which is just media money what are your thoughts on nil i think that um had the NCAA moved quicker, they could have satisfied players with much less money. I mean, they could have given a uh, college athlete in football or basketball $5,000, $10,000, and it would have greatly enhanced their lives. They just kept waiting and waiting and sticking to these tight NCAA rules, and all of a sudden they have a revolution which has occurred in college athletics because not only do we see, you know, the brightest uh, youngest of the world making $3.4 million, but we see Phil Knight giving every athlete at the University of Oregon uh, money to 
giving them each a stipend. We see Jack in the box giving 15 athletes named Jack uh, a stipend. We see, uh, but the one unanticipated result was that alums who own businesses and are particularly motivated uh, at the Alabamas and Ohio States and uh, SCs of the world have banded together in collectives and are pooling money that can be used in recruiting to offer an incoming player an NIL package so that the day he goes to college, he knows he's going to get $2 million extra dollars. And so that's changed the whole course of amateurism. And it's pushed up the age in which players start marketing themselves. So it's no longer a college junior or senior. You've got high school players who are going on the Internet, branding themselves, giving themselves a logo, and putting themselves out for advertisers being helped by marketing agents. And so it's professionalized collegiate sports and pushed the dates earlier. Um, so all of a sudden you have 13-year-olds who are trying to do NILs. You have <laughs> yeah. The recruiting races are going to be such that your Super 5 conferences, you know, your SECs and Big Tens and um, um, ACCs are going to pull away from the rest of the university because they've got more alums and more money and the better players will go there. I would predict, Steve, that ultimately you'll see the demise of the NCAA because these conferences are going to realize they don't need a third party uh, in negotiating television contracts. They can do it themselves. And so I think it's not going to be long until it will be those conferences ruling the roost. Interesting. Lee Steinberg, our guest here, agent extraordinaire. He's negotiated a ton of these contracts and getting his expertise here. One final thought. Um, let's take a contract, Lee, like Albert Pujols had, okay? I think most people understood that even though Albert had a great last year, that when he was entering, you know, 38, 39 years old, you know, he wasn't going to make, he wasn't going to hit 40 homers and drive in 100 runs. So, Fans see that and say, well, that contract he signed really wasn't worth the money. How does that balance with you as an agent versus the team? Is the team expecting that they get something when he's really productive to make that contract work at the end? Well, they also have made mistakes in many cases because what they've done is they, based on past performance, they haven't projected the future. So, the player is red hot right now, but they haven't projected that in 10 years, nature will take its way. The player will slow down. His, his uh, reaction time will be slower, um, you know, and he'll be less of a fielder, less of a hitter. They just haven't factored there, and they look at the glitz and glow of the player today. So those contracts are fully guaranteed, meaning if the player doesn't play well, the nine years that Aaron Judge has just signed for is guaranteed to him, meaning that he'll get every last dollar of the $360 million, even if he's, you know, sitting at home in New York or Fresno, uh, you know, uh, baking cookies or gardening. <laughs> uh, if he happens to get hurt and has a career-ending injury, they have to pay him just as if he was healthy. So it's a matter of balancing um, how many years – the player wants in that situation 
And I'm sure that goes into the calculation that Aaron Judge at 39 probably is not going to be, I mean, if you take actuarial tables and look at uh, performance, he's probably not going to be the same player uh, in the last couple of years of those contracts. So they're essentially eating them to uh, get seven good years from them. Gotcha. Lee, it's great stuff. Always appreciate you doing this, and thanks for taking time. If we don't speak, have a wonderful holiday, and I really appreciate your insight here. Thank you. You're welcome. Lee Steinberg, agent extraordinaire. 129 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. The holidays are here, and Miapa has your meal ready. Order a holiday dinner from Miapa for your family gathering, holiday party, or if you're just tired from decking the halls and shopping the malls. Miapa's got your entire meal covered, from the roasted turkey or pernil ham to your favorite Miapa sides like rice and beans, Cuban bread, and, of course, sweet plantains, all starting at $89. With Miapa's holiday meal, you'll be more stuffed than a stocking hung with care. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your holiday dinner at miapalatincafe.com today. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. A gift made of chocolate. Who wouldn't want to receive that? Thornbrook Chocolates has delectable treats and gift baskets just in time for the holiday season. Thornbrook Chocolates, unique gifts and handmade confections in the Thornbrook Village on Northwest 43rd Street. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny skies turning partly cloudy today. High temperatures in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Tonight we'll start out with partly cloudy skies. Then areas of patchy dense fog cropping up yet again to wrap up the work week lows in the mid to upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy. Highs again in the upper 70s and lower 80s. That trend takes us into Saturday, increasing cloud cover on Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. I'm glad that the Buckeyes are in the CFP and USC is not. Jay, you did not go to Ohio. My parents with their kids.
you can say whatever you want. If you were such a Buckeye, <laughs> you would have taken all the money they offered you no, instead of all the money Duke enough. paid. Dude went to Duke. Fraud. The guy's claiming Ohio State. Yeah. Unbelievable. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Radio analyst for Oregon State, Jim Wilson, joins us in about five minutes. Hope you enjoyed Lee Steinberg, too. I mean, he laid it out for you. You know, what an agent does and what the process is in terms of negotiating those types of contracts. Really good stuff. Bob, welcome. Yeah, Steve. Uh, it's funny you would say that. But that was the first thing I wanted to do is thank you for the content you bring to the uh, station. That was that was fabulous what you just put there with Mr. Steinberg. Well, thank you for that. And, and number two, an NIL question. Mm-hmm. When these kids opt out of the school, in other words, they go into the portal, quote, unquote, whatever that means, does that release the school where they – previously has, does that release some of any scholarship or any uh, benefit to that athlete? And, and, and the part of my question where it really gets to is that supposedly, I think I heard Shane say this morning, that there are already in excess of a thousand kids or something like that. I don't know what it was, the number was. It was an extraordinary number that have already gone into the portal, of which only a quarter to a third of them will even be looked at by other schools. Are these kids literally giving away their scholarship? You know, the potential. In other words, are they the other two thirds to three quarters in that they won't even get a sniff of anything? Are they out of their scholarships, out of their college funding, and so forth? Yeah, you you kind of the answer offline. Okay, thank you, Bob. You kind of covered a lot there. Let me see if I can get it to it. Um, The risk you take going into the portal is that no one takes you. Now, your old team <clears throat> can take you back. My gut feeling is most don't. So you could take the chance of going into the portal and not be picked up and you're not playing anywhere or you're maybe playing in a different division. Uh, if a player leaves, then obviously they're not on scholarship and their NIL deal I believe would also go away because usually that's helped by whatever collective that school has. Now you can go to another school and you know get a deal. Uh, I th- were they the only questions he asked? I think that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's for all the kids that go in the portal and all the high-profile players that find homes, uh, there are certainly some that don't. And that is an unintended consequence, but that's what you have to evaluate when you do that. I mean, look, if 
to be stupid here. If Anthony Richardson went in the portal, okay, you know somebody is going to get him, right? But if uh, the third-string linebacker here goes into the portal, is there any guarantee somebody gets him? No. That's, that's part of the issue. Uh, let's see here. Sam, got a good question. He says, uh, Steve, do you believe a bowl win or a bowl loss can catapult you or set you back? No. I, I'm not a believer in that at all. Uh, either way. Here's why. It's a different team. It's a different team. This team is not going to be the same team that Billy Napier fields next year. So even if they beat Oregon State, I mean, does it make you feel better, you know, as a program that you win? Sure it does. It's better than losing, but it doesn't guarantee that you've turned the corner. And conversely, if you lose, it doesn't mean that the next year you can't, you know, do better. I just think it's a it's a reward. That's what this game has always been. And you just hope that it's enough of a motivation. Because look, you remember what happened when Florida went to was it the Orange Bowl a couple of years ago? All the opt outs and they just played like they didn't want to be anywhere close to that place. You you get the sense that this group isn't feeling like that. And I know you'd rather be in a bigger bowl game, but I think the fact they're going to play early with this team and this group helps. Well, right on cue uh, from a segue standpoint, we're going to talk about the bowl game. Oregon State on a roll, really good season for the Beavers. And Jim Wilson's going to join us now, their radio analyst for the team. Jim, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Jim, from a, if Gator fans don't know much about the Beavers, uh, you know, very good year, uh, played very well down the stretch here. Give me the, you know, the overall look at this team from your world. Well, um, first and foremost, I, I think beyond their record and their strength on offense or defense or scheme or anything like that. I think they're very well coached, and in terms mostly, uh, not mostly, but uh, a big, big factor is how the, the culture of the team, the attitude of the team. Uh, they play hard. They play for each other. They, they care, and, and I credit the Smith, uh, the coach, Jonathan Smith, for that. As far as scheme and, and units and whatnot, the, the defense was the, was the big push this year. They made a, a, a coordinator change at the end of last year, to uh, a guy named Trent Bray. He took over the last three games plus the bowl game. Instantly, the Beavers got better on defense, and then this year they've been good all year on defense. And so that's really been the, the change because in Jonathan Smith's first four years, they were really good on offense, and the defense was kind of holding them back. And so uh, that, that was the biggest thing. And the other thing is they've had to overcome, uh, and I'm, I know I'm preaching to a, the wrong group here, but a lot of problems as far as missing guys they, they lost the quarterback in the fifth game and have been using a backup since and, and I think in some cases uh, that is has really held the offense back what kind of a guy is coach Smith uh 
my gosh, a genuine, I guess, is the, the number one thing that comes to my mind. This guy, he played at Oregon State, and so I think that's really what got him the job. I mean, it, you know, it's a different place. It's a small town, and, and it's uh, um, it's just so much better to have a guy coaching here that, that knows the territory, knows, knows what they're getting into. And uh, he was a quarterback, and uh, he was a walk-on. And he turned from a walk-on quarterback to the to the quarterback of the the Beavers 2000 uh, uh, 2001 maybe Fiesta uh, um, Bowl team that just crushed Notre Dame in the in that game. So he, he's a great story, but boy, I mean, he's he's genuine and he's honest and he's straightforward, and uh, people love him. Jim, if you if a Gator fan's watching the game, who are some players uh, for the Beavers that? Uh, you know, fancy to watch out for. Well, I think the the, the running back. He's uh, he's a true freshman, and he's a load. He's a big man. Uh, he, I think they list him at two twenty two or something like that. He, he he feels like he's bigger than that, and he's and he's finishes runs. Uh, very rarely gets gets knocked backwards, and he got a slow start. He was a true freshman, and I think it was the sixth game of the year. He was. He was getting carries. He was getting as many, but they were going by committee. And then I don't know what happened. I I, I really don't. But I think it was the <laughs> sixth game. They were they were playing Stanford. He had three carries that day for 83 yards. And I and I, like one of them was a 47 yard touchdown run, about a 30 yard run. And I remember saying in the booth, he looks faster today. He, he I don't know, but he just looks faster. The next game he gets 100 yards, and then the next game, and the next game, then the next game, and the next game, and then the next game. He got he finished the year with six straight 100-yard games versus some pretty darn good football teams, and and uh, he just got he, – he didn't get faster, I'm pretty sure of that, but he started playing faster. Something clicked, and he, he became a difference maker for the Beaver offense. Number six, Damian Martinez. Yep, and uh, he's, a, as you said, big dude, Texas guy. Two. Uh, Jim Wilson, our guest here, radio analyst for the Beavers. They get set to take on the Gators in the Las Vegas Bowl. You mentioned uh, about the ch- about the improvement defensively. Um, tell me some guys on defense that Gator fans should look at too. You know, I think it, 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 I, without talking guys, I'll talk units. The secondary is, okay. was the strength of this team. Uh, they're going to play without one guy. Uh, uh, Rajon Wright was an all-fact 12 corner. He's declared for the NFL draft. He won't be in the game. But he he's had a broken thumb the last few weeks and really hasn't quite been himself. So they've kind of been without him the last two weeks anyway. But as a group, they, they, that's a good that's a good group of players, and and they're pretty deep in the secondary. And you know we saw it. Yeah, you know, they the, the Beavers played Boise State, then they played at Fresno State, uh, Montana State, State <laughs> excuse me, and combined. Well, the, you know the well without that, with, then they played USC at home, and we just weren't sure how good the secondary was because they've been very good in those first three games, but they 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 could run with the USC receivers, and that's when we kind of looked at each other and said, hey. You know this group is good. Uh, they they, can, they if they can run with the USC receivers, they can they can run with anybody. And uh, they tackle in space, and it's just been they've been I think the catalyst to everything that every uh, the other groups are able to do. The linebackers are good. 
I would say a good guy to feature is the the middle linebacker num- number one, Omar Spates. He's got over 300 tackles in his career. He's from Corvallis, and and he uh, he he has the ability to tackle and and, and and stop the run, but he can run with the with the backs out of the backfield. He does a lot in coverage. Last question, Jim. I'll I'll two part it for you. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about special teams. So how is that group? And then offensively, your last three. 38, 31, 38, that's including, you know, beating Oregon. You mentioned a new quarterback. Tell us about him, too. All right. Uh, special teams, I'll start with that. It's a mixed bag. Uh, the punter, uh, I, I don't even think qualifies for the, the, the back to a lead in punting uh, because not enough attempts. But he he's a great – he's a good one. He's left-footed. He, can, he just can hit it a mile. Uh, sort of an unsung – hero because he's hit some big punts when the Beavers really, really needed it. But the kicking game is is just short of awful. Uh, very inconsistent. <laughs> the the starting kicker hurt his leg. And so, <laughs> you know, sort of like the pitcher hurting his arm. It's not a good thing. And so the next guy came up and then this guy was back. Uh, the Beavers, I think, are five for 11 field goaling. And it got to the point where they just wouldn't kick a field goal. And they'd go for it. And, and that actually came back and bit him uh, in, in a road loss to the Huskies. They had the ball inside the 15 twice. Neither time got points and, and lost by three. So that, that's been that's been a problem. It's been on the mend because the, the starting kicker is back, but, but I, I still think the confidence level, I think if you asked anybody in Beaver Nation, hey, we're going to kick a 40-yard field goal here, what, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just I just don't know that that, that everybody's confident right now with that. Uh, everything else in the special teams, they've actually done pretty well. They covered well. The the return game is wonderful. The the punt returner and the kick returner both lead the Pac-12 and in in average uh, in average you know average punt return, average kick return. So in all, I would give the, the special teams the thumbs up. And and then of course you asked about the the, the quarterback. Uh, you know I. I I guess, you know, they hope he does well in game management, and I think he does. I think he gets the Beavers in the right plays and, and that kind of thing. But the Beavers threw for 60 yards against Oregon and uh, attempted one or two passes in the entire second half. Now, they were having success on, on, the, on the ground, but at some point I think they just said forget it. You know, the, the kid had thrown two interceptions in the first or in the, in the game prior, and they just said, "Forget it. We're gonna. We're not. We're just not gonna do that." And so that uh, that gives you a little indication. But he is. I think his record is six and one. So uh, there's something's going right there. But um, it, it, clearly the 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 don't the Beavers don't have their their the passing game they they would like to have. I, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, Jim. Really good stuff. I appreciate you taking time to do it. Should be an interesting game in a few days out in Vegas. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. You got it. It's Jim Wilson. He is the radio analyst for Oregon State football. And uh, as you can tell, pretty candid dude. 148, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Talia Baya. Florida players D1 Black and Lloyd Summerall just entered the transfer portal officially today. It was also announced in a press conference with Billy Napier that Jack Miller will be starting in the Las Vegas Bowl. 
In other Gator news, the volleyball team will be playing number three Pittsburgh Panthers today. You can tune in right here at 315 for live coverage. The Rams and Raiders will be playing tonight in week 14 of the NFL. You can catch live coverage right here at 7.30 p.m. Lastly, in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning currently hold a 15-9 record and will be hosting the Nashville Predators tonight at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, lots of luck to Mary Wise and her youthful Gator volleyball team as they play Pittsburgh today. You can hear the game in about, uh, what, an hour and 15 minutes or so. All right, we got one last segment. This is our last show of the week. Um, and th- a lot of you have uh, talked about in emails about having Lee Steinberg on, so thank you for that. Um, I learn a lot. I mean, that dude has negotiated contracts for big-time athletes. So, you know, when he, when he speaks of it, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, next week, if everything goes right, uh, you're going to hear uh, from uh, somebody with the Pac-12 network who will talk about Oregon State. Um, so that'll be next week. And we'll talk a little more NFL and all that as we get closer uh, to the uh, the Christmas holiday. We're inching up to it now. All right, let's get some final calls in. We still got about uh, oh, seven, eight minutes. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Bill says. Uh, Steve, regarding Gator basketball, about what I expected last night, uh, people said UConn was good. Uh, they are good, and Florida is rebuilding. They are rebuilding, but hope this was a good learning experience for the Gators. I think that's the 
That's the hope as well. Because, again, UConn is a really good team. David, hello. Hey, Steve. I, I want to go along with everybody else. The Steinberg interview was awesome. Um, I thought it was kind of uh, funny what he said about the SEC and the ACC and the Big Ten splitting away from the NCAA, which that talk of that has been going on for a while now. I think with the escalation of everything with NIL, don't you think the conferences are probably wanting to do something like that quick or sooner than maybe letting this linger because of all the different deals and all the stuff that's going on? David, I think it's a fascinating question. And here's what I believe. I think in theory, you're absolutely right that everybody talks about this being the wild, wild west and all of that, and, I, and it is. And I think everybody in theory would say, yeah, we, we need some guidelines. We need some rules. We, we need some, some guardrails to go do what we need to do. But then if a school is reaping benefit from it the way it is now, do they really believe that? Do they really want to have it be reined in because it is benefiting them? So I think that's been the, you know, to me is the is the real question here. How fast do they really want to move on doing that? Because I think Lee Steinberg's right. If this is going to continue, David, where you're going to have NIL and all this kind of stuff, the NCA doesn't seem to want any part of this. The federal government doesn't want to seem to have any part of this. So what do you need the NCA for? Get the conferences together, make up some rules. Let's go. So in, a, in another word, then I kind of like what you're saying, as long as it's benefiting a conference, maybe not necessarily particular teams, but as long as it's benefiting a conference, then like the SEC, because it's been on top so long for with football, maybe they don't push it then. Maybe you're right. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, that may be a, you know, behind the scenes, closed door, you know, type of thing. I do think if you talk to every commissioner in, in the league, the Power Five leagues, I think they would all spout the same thing. You know, we're in uncharted territory. We need some guidelines. You know, that's what they would say. And I think they mean it when they say it. But the, the flip side of that coin is, what exactly are those guidelines? Who comes up with them? And then is it something that all the conferences would agree to? That's the other thing. And we have seen that that doesn't always work. Well, it's just like going to 12 teams. Oh, they were against it. They were against it. They were against it. And all of a sudden it flipped. Yeah. So, I mean, things can change. But it <laughs> that cha- change normally does not come quickly or, or, or come easily. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir, David. Thank you for your call. Mike says, been a Gator basketball fan since the 50s. Seen a lot of great uh, Gator basketball. Going back to Brooks Henderson, Neil Walk, both times Norm Sloan. Great players like Maxwell, Delancey, Kruger, and Billy Ball. Sad to see how Scott Strickland allowed the basketball program with seven years of the program going nowhere during Mike White's time to sink to a mediocre program. Our current class is in the 90s nationally at the bottom of the SEC. Well, currently is what you just said, Mike. It's it's not over yet. And let us not forget, okay, 
all the all the people you're talking about here, Brooks Henderson, Neil Walk, both times Norm Sloan was coach. How many? How many? What'd they win? What'd they win? Go look. Go back and look. I can tell you because I know. But go back and look. With those great players like Vernon Maxwell, Vernon Delancey, okay? Lon Kruger had a couple of really nice years. But so again, when you talk about going down in, you know, mediocrity or whatever that is, Florida, I keep saying this, credit for winning some SEC championships, credit for what Lon did, but Gator basketball was a non-factor most of the time, historically, until Billy D got here. That's just the truth. I'm not hating, it's the truth. So all those great players you rattled off, you know, Maxwell, Delancey, didn't win a thing. They won nothing. So it's all perspective, and, and it's... Um, when it's bottom of the league, again, if you want to coach out because you think making the NCAA tournament most years is not good enough, then you're going to have to have a base from which that new coach starts, and it's not going to be one that's great. Doesn't I think that kind of makes sense, don't you? On that note, we will say goodbye for today. Goodbye for the week. Again, thanks to agent extraordinaire Lee Steinberg, Jim Wilson, the uh, person who is the analyst on Oregon State football broadcasts. Next week, Yogi Roth, I hope, joins us from the Pac-12 Network to talk more about Oregon State. And we'll start a brand-new week next week as basketball will continue, etc. We'll have plenty of shows for you before the holiday break. Thanks to David for producing today. And we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us to call Talk Sports. It's great when you do it. It makes two hours go by really quickly. And I enjoy that. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, 